He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. unclouded by hate does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice hello everybody my name is charlie you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer ce dorset and today i wanted to have a little chat about vocation because this isn't something i see a lot of people talk about and i think it's very important i really do now, what is a vocation? Vocation literally comes from the Latin and means a calling. You may have heard that sometimes, but usually when you hear it, it's generally used by a pastor who talks about when they received their calling. And the reason for that is a lot of religious institutions still discern vocation. If they're doing anything other than just taking your money so that they can give you a slip of paper that says that you have authority. <clears throat> Anywho. Um, no, the, the point of a vocation is that it is something that is inborn in you. It is something that you are driven to do. It is something that you have a strong drive to do. And right off the bat, I feel that it is important to say that not everyone's vocation will be their job now for a lot of people it is and for a lot of people it isn't because a lot of people get to do their vocation and a lot of people don't and sometimes that's because maybe your vocation isn't a money-making endeavor now i'm going to say something that'll be possibly controversial for some people but i have known people that being a mother or a father was their vocation and when i say that that might sound controversial i am not saying that every woman or every man is called to be a parent and i'm not saying that any of those people who do feel called to be a parent are called to be a stay-at-home parent but i've known quite a few stay-at-home fathers or and stay-at-home mothers that that really is their calling. They love taking time with their kids and their kids' family, you know, friends and their families, and it really is in them, and it's what they want to do. I also know people that have been pushed into that position, and it's not something that they want to do, and that's bad. And that's where discernment comes in, learning to see what is your calling and what isn't. Now, I generally, when I talk to people about this, it's in my capacity as a writer because my calling is not to be a writer my calling is to be a storyteller i like to tell stories be they old mythological stories stories about how a particular piece of art or music came into being maybe a story has in one of the books that i've written or maybe it's doing what i do with you all and talk about jesus and the world and god and you know the stories that we have in our shared traditions thereabouts this is my calling and whether i'm doing what i'm doing right now and talking to you about them 
or I'm taking the time to sit down and write a book that is me living up to my vocation. That is what is in me to do. It's my favorite thing in the universe. It's the one thing that I love doing more than anything else. I love to share stories. I love to find new stories so I have new ones to share. This has been my nature since I was a child, and it's something that runs in my family. Oftentimes, vocations do tend to do that. And I'm not going to get into the nature or nurture arguments about this, because I think just about everything in life is about 50-50, or some part and part of that. I, I think, you know, from my experience and from what I've seen in the data, there are very few things that are naturally 100% you know, nature. There, there's always a bit of nurture in there. But when it comes to our vocation, there is something that you just love to do. It's something that you can't help but do. Now, how do you know if it is a proper vocation? Number one, it doesn't hurt anyone. I, I feel weird having to say that out the gate, but I remember one time I was having a conversation with someone who wanted to attack what I'm saying and say that by arguing that everyone has a vocation, then a serial killer, their vocation is serial killing. No, I, I don't believe that to be true. I think their damage is that they're a serial killer. I don't think that that's actually what they were called to do because I don't think that any destructive act is by nature, natural. And we can talk about eating, you know, and killing to eat, because all eating requires the death of something, be it a plant or an animal. But when we're talking about murder, that's not really a vocation. It isn't. I'm sorry. It's not something that's naturally inborn in people. It's generally a psychological issue. And that's a whole other topic that I don't want to get into. So that's generally my first rule. Are you hurting anyone? If so, if the answer to that question is yes, you have not found your vocation. If, like some people that I've talked to about this, trolling others is your calling, you're wrong. Because tearing people down is not a natural thing. Being destructive is not natural to my way of thinking of the universe at least and the way that i think creation spirituality itself conceives of the universe well there are things that are built up and deconstructed to be built into something else there's always a process of rebuilding there a volcano doesn't destroy and then it's dead forever the volcanic fires lead to some of the richest soils in the world so it's actually fertilizing the earth in a very uh, overzealous kind of a way. <laughs> so, number one, are you not hurting anyone? If it's not hurting anyone, then it might be your vocation. Number two, is it something that you absolutely feel compelled to do? And when I say compelled, this is where things start falling apart for some people. They, they, they take things to extremes, especially when it's things that they don't want to hear. 
And I don't want to just offshore that on other people. I think all of us do that to some degree or another, where when there's something that's a little uncomfortable for us to think about or spend time on, well, we'll just go to some extreme version of it and go, oh, you couldn't possibly mean that. Well, no, of course not. That We're not talking about extreme compulsions. I, I can go without writing and not blow up. I don't fiend like a drug addict. And unfortunately, I do know what that feels like. No, I have to tell stories. It's something that I love to do. I can't actually imagine my life at all without being able to share stories in some way, shape, or form. Now, I know for some people, it's cooking. And I know people that have turned that into their profession, and they've worked on being chefs. I know other people that do it just because it, they like to make people happy. And they bake cookies and other things and just give them out to people. And that is how they find fulfillment through that calling. Don't always think that in any of the things that we're talking about here, we're talking about something that has a monetary outcome. I'm a writer. I know how little writers make for the amount of effort that goes into writing a book. I'm a storyteller. I know how little money there is in that. There are the few lucky ones, like a J.K. Rowling, who make a fortune, but the vast majority of us, we make what we make. But because of my love of storytelling, I've met some of the best people in the world, and I've had some great relationships that have developed over the years because of it. And none of that would have ever been possible if I didn't take the time to share my stories when and where I could, and find people that wanted to hear them and share their own stories and encourage them to share their own stories. That's me living my vocation. And it's not that easy to do because I'm kind of a shy person. I don't really enjoy doing public speaking, though I actually do public speaking. And I get all tied up in knots about it and I get all fretful and then I get up there and I get over it and I get it done because it's part of what I want to do. It's just the stressful part of what I do. And that's all part and parcel of the program. Some people like to draw. Some people like to paint. Some people really like doing home improvement. Whatever it is that you feel called to do, I have a sneaking suspicion you might already know what it is. I've met quite a few people over the years who claim that they don't know what their vocation is, that they don't know what it is that they really want to do. And when you talk to them for a little bit, it becomes so obvious, even to them, that they've been lying because they thought it was silly or they thought it was stupid. I have a friend who's a very good artist and really likes working with people. And eventually she found herself doing tattoos for people. And back at the beginning of our friendship she never would have thought that that was a thing to do because you know a real artist does things on canvas and has gallery showings and all of those wonderful things and she was dead set on being that kind of an artist until she found it very unfulfilling i mean she had showings and she sold pictures 
But she didn't really enjoy doing it. They weren't affecting people. Hearing the stories that people had behind their tattoos and helping them design and craft them and then bringing them to life as this living art that will then go out into the world and bring joy to somebody else. Once she started experiencing that first, firsthand and started doing it, she realized that that was her true joy in life. And yeah, you might think that that violates my first rule that you're not hurting anybody, but a tattoo is pain that's asked for. <laughs> it's, it's a, we'll, we'll consider that one an exception to the rule. And as with every rules, every rule, there is an exception. But for the most part, we're not going to be harming anyone. And in the long run, tattoos aren't harmful, as long as you keep your equipment clean and you teach them proper sanitation while it's healing. So, in a way, it doesn't violate rule one. So, now, I want you to start thinking about what your vocation is. What is it that you just absolutely love to do? And when I say love to do, I, I don't mean, like, you enjoy doing. Or you get some kind of a thrill from doing those could be parts of it, and don't necessarily rule those things out. But when you're alone, because that's one of the more interesting parts of this, is most people would do their vocation whether or not anybody's listening. I mean, I know that there are people listening to this podcast because I get to see analytics, but when I record it, I'm sitting alone in a room, just me and my dog, and I'm kind of doing it without anybody hearing me. But I don't have a problem with that because I enjoy the doing of it. And so I do it. And that's true for my other podcasts and for the books that I write. I enjoy writing them and I would write them whether or not anybody read them. I'm grateful that people do. So kind of start there. When you're alone, what do you like to do? What do you feel compelled to do? There, there are very few things that could ever be considered wrong answers here. And most times, a vocation involves some kind of a creative act. We are artists, after all, all of us, and our vocation is usually tied to the type of art that we like to do. Like I said before, some people really like to draw and paint or cook. I had a friend growing up that fascinated me because she loved cleaning. I can't imagine such a thing. It's my least favorite thing to do, and I, I do it begrudgingly because I don't like dust on things, and I like to have a clean floor and clean clothes and a clean bed. But I don't love it. I mean, I kind of like doing dishes, and that's a whole psychological thing of... I don't know. I've thought about that a lot. But I, I'm not in love with cleaning. She was. She loved to clean, to organize, to put things together. And she would often come over to my house and ask if she could clean the house. I felt guilty about this and offered her money. She didn't want it. But she would. She would clean because it was something that she loved to do. I asked her about it and she said that putting order to chaos made her feel like she was doing something to make the world better. 
that in just putting things into a cupboard and organizing a cupboard so things are easy to find in it, it made her feel like she was helping the world make sense for herself and others. And you know, I had never thought about it like that before. And yeah, that kind of is what is happening there, isn't it? And so that was her vocation. Unfortunately, we lost contact. I've often wondered what she ended up doing with her life. I've been surprised that she hasn't become one of those gurus that runs around teaching you how you can better organize everything and runs one of those organizing services. She might, and I just haven't heard of it, but I've often wondered. But that's what she loved. She found meaning in it. And that's a profound thing for a vocation. And one of the things that differentiates it from just something you enjoy doing. I really enjoy playing video games, but I rarely find meaning in them. Now, for some games, yeah, like when I'm playing, the, when I played Final Fantasy VII a long time ago, I, I did find a lot of meaning in the story. And there have been games since, but I think that's one that a lot of people have experience with and makes sense. But I, I love playing Slime Rancher. I don't particularly find meaning in it. I do find calmness in being able to run a ranch with these goofy little things that laugh and smile as long as you're taking care of them. They have a grin on their face. It's something that makes me happy, but it's not something that gives meaning to my day. It doesn't, I don't find meaning in it. It's just something I like to do. Now, when I tell a story, very often, I, I'll teach myself something. Unbeknownst to me, especially when I'm writing an original story, it's my unconscious mind trying to work through a problem that I may or may not have known that it was trying to work through. And very often, when I get to the end, I'm as amazed as anyone that there's something in there to find meaning in. And quite often, when I read a draft of a story that I've written, I find meaning in it. Whether anybody else does or not, that, that's up to them, and some people do and others don't, and that's fine. But it's how I make sense of the world. I tell myself stories, I, I journal, I, I write to figure things out, because that's how I discover meaning. I know people that sing to find meaning. When they get lost, they just break out in the song. It can be jarring, but it's something that they love to do. So what is that creative thing that even when you're alone, you, you want to do it, and it's something that gives your life meaning? I'm sure you can think of something. I would love to know what that is. I would really love to know what that is. Because I think the joy of finding our vocation is one of the greatest joys in our lives. And even better when it's a vocation that we can maybe make some money at because if we can get paid to do that thing that gives us meaning that's amazing that's almost magic in and of itself and i'd really like to know so you can hit me up on twitter i'm wisdoms cry wisdom cries out on twitter or you can hit us up on hit me up on facebook we've got a facebook page over there at Wisdom's Cry. Um, you can find links to all of this at wisdomscry.com. 
Um, if you haven't already done so, you can download the Anchor app at anchor.fm and follow me on the app, and you'll be able to leave me a one-minute voice message. And I would really love to hear what your vocations are. You can also leave a comment or a question, or if you have an idea for something you'd like me to talk about on a future episode, that would all be great. I'd really enjoy that. Vocations are a tricky thing, and sometimes we over-sacralize them. We make them seem so special that only, you know, saints and philosophers and great artists have them. But they're not. Everyone has one. Just sometimes we get so distracted in our life that we don't take time to discover them. I've, whether it's knitting, drawing, painting, cooking, telling stories, cleaning, there are a thousand different ones. One of them is calling to you. It would be wonderful if you'd answer. That's kind of one of the reasons we're here. It's one of the ways that we bring order to this world. It's one of the ways we reconcile it when we do that thing. Because you never know how that food will affect someone or that scarf that you made them. I made my sister a hat because I kind of enjoyed knitting. And she was kind of okay with it. And then I told her the story that went along with it and why I started knitting and why I made her that hat. And she came to love it. I did the same thing for my, my mom and a pillow. See, knitting is not one of my callings, but most of the things that I do take time to make, there's a story behind them because that's just the way I do. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it brought some meaning to your life. I, I want to get into some deeper subjects, but I think we've kind of talked about some deep subjects over the last couple episodes, and I wanted to do something a little bit lighter and something that would be more helpful. And hopefully this was. If you enjoyed this and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this episode or this podcast, please do that. That does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm that they should share me with other people. If you know somebody that needs to hear this, please share it with them. That also helps out a lot in getting people to know that this podcast exists. Um, this is the part that I get really squidgy about, but if you have a couple bucks that you want to throw my way, I kind of want to make Wisdom's Cry my full-time job. And so if you, depending on the app that you're listening to me on, you'll either see a little button that says support or support on Anchor or in the show notes, there will be a link to support on Anchor. And if you click that, you can support me at the $1, $5, or $10 a month levels. They set those, I don't. Um, but it really would help me out a lot. That money goes to me and would help me make this my full-time job so that I can spend more time not only just making these episodes, but really building something together because there's a lot of things I would like to get up on the website and actually spread the community and the good word about creation spirituality with others. And with your help, I'll be able to do that. But if you don't have the money, that's fine. Just something I thought I would ask. At any rate, I hope, I hope you've enjoyed this. This is... One of those topics I really like talking about.
Anywho, until next time, may God bless you and keep you and help you to ever grow in wisdom, humility, and compassion. Amen.